Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. Wow. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this, dumb man? Yeah. Fool. Open your mouth like I give you the milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is. You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That can make you slap somebody. My 14 year old drink wine. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that, and I'm gonna talk to you like that. Hey, mama! Hey, baby! Hey, girl! Hey, mama! Hey, girl! <laughs> hey, lady! Who says that? Who talks like that? Who says, hey, mama! And welcome to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, passing out $1,000 every single hour. And 8.30, we'll pass out those tickets for Greta Van Fleet, the band who... Tries to sound like that. I got into a, I got into an internet. What? I got into an internet <laughs> argument uh, about Greta Van Fleet yesterday with actually some friends of mine. It wasn't like strangers. I, mean, I got into a disagreement with some friends of mine about okay. them. And I just feel like there's another band. They're called Rival Sons who kind of have that throwback sound but are authentic. I figured out my problem with Greta Van Fleet. What is it? Greta Van Fleet is the audio equivalent to a boy wearing his his dad's suit. It just it just looks a little too big on him. It's just dude you you don't fit you're trying, in. Okay. You don't fit into this. So you okay. got the right thing on. You're wearing what you should wear, but you don't fit into it yet. Okay. Dude, that's 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 great. That really is because that does make sense. You're right. You could wear the same suit if it was cut for you, if it was your size, if it was your butt. Yeah, all you're you. right. You're wearing your dad's suit. It's hanging off you. The shoulders are way too big. Too much fabric. I like it. Can't like carry it. the suit. I like it. That's 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 a good take, Stansberry. <laughs> is that right? We're right signing off. Right out of the gate. That's a okay. good one. Well, I'm glad I had a good one this morning. Because <laughs> let me tell you, what happened? Yesterday's show got your boy in some trouble. Okay. Now, not with management. Okay. And that's when I should have known something was off the rails. Because I was walking out of the building yesterday, all the management was like, hey, man, listen all day. Show's good today, man. Really late. Hey, thanks for the effort. All right, cool. So I'm texting him back and forth with the girlfriend all day. And she's smart now. She's figured this out. Don't piss him off in the moment with it. Like, when you're mad in the moment, no, 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 So what she does now, she makes me, she, like, lulls me into this all day. I'm fine. Everything's good. And then she gets over there. She gets comes over there last night, and she's like, um, so, I kind of feel like we should talk about today's show a little bit. And I was like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> Breaking down the tape program director style here. Let's talk about the show, buddy. Okay. I, I, like, that she, I like that she, um... It waits to talk to you in person with something she's mad about. I wish more people would do that instead of texting like, what the hell? Let there be nuance in the conversation. Let you talk to them. I, I like that. Well, I do. text messaging, yeah, you can get, like, yeah. things can go, uh, you can get heated real fast, not take people for what they actually mean. There's no tone. Say something in the moment you don't mean to. Those things all happen. The fact that you can, like, eye to eye it, I like that. That's good. All right, now we're going to end up getting into this a couple of times today. I was not really planning on getting here now, but we might as well, right? So... This always happens, and Fantone will attest. It's never the person who you're saying things about or who is connected to you that hears what you have said. It's somebody close to them that heard it. Oh, yeah. And so her friend, 
She has a friend. Let's leave her nameless right now. Okay. Who has always listened to the show, right? Has listened to me since, you know, back in the day. Now listens to this version of the show and has always liked it. Okay. But now I'm dating her friend. So now things that I used to say that you were like, oh, okay, yeah, I could see how that could be are now like, oh, I have to go into overprotection mode because you're now dating my friend. Okay. Right. And that's that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a reasonable thing. Right. So yesterday on the air, we were talking about why guys cheat. And I told this story that happened just this very week about how I went into a place to have lunch with a coworker, and a young woman had happened to say hello to me, and my coworker kind of felt like I was being a little too flirty, right? And so we were talking about this yesterday, and the quote, the statement I made that got myself in all kind of trouble last night, I mean, bro, like I was in all kind of trouble last night, Okay, was, you know, it's kind of difficult to put your penis on the bench, because we were kind of talking about okay. how when you enter into a relationship, it's kind of hard as a man to kind of be like, you know what? I have to stay in this yard and this yard only. Yeah. Okay. She didn't love it. I know. I kept getting the, well, how hard is it? Like, is it that hard? Like, do you think you're going to be able to do this? Are you going to screw this up? Rock hard. <laughs> well, again, because I'm an idiot, you know, I was like, well, it's Rock 106 night hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tried to go to that, and she didn't love it. There was no like, there was no like laughing this off. And she said to me, she goes, you know, this is all I want. She, go, I, you know, I didn't hear this. She said, my friend. I said, yes. I said, you understand that a week ago, had I said that, your friend would have heard me say it and would have said, oh yeah, I can understand that. I can see that. That's how people are. That's how people think. That it's like as soon as you get into a relationship, you're like, oh, you know what? You start, to, you do, you start to think about what it is you can't do. And there's part of it that's that's what helped keep you on the rails. Like that's what keeps me behaving properly is by reminding myself what I am and what I am not allowed to do. But there's so I guess there was something about the the quote of it's hard to put your penis on the bench. She didn't love that. She said to me, she goes, "You knew that this was an issue for me. You knew that I was worried about this with you, and then I'm worried about you know the, the Instagram hoes and the DMs." She's like, "You know, I'm a little worried about this." So to go, she's like, to not even give me like a heads up, like, hey, this might happen. And I was like, all right. So then we had to have that conversation, right? Okay. And I said to her, I said, okay. I said, I am doing things with you differently than I have ever done them with this program, right? I I said, you ask me all the time why I'm single. It's because I never ran anything by anybody. And I just kind of said what I wanted. And I was like, you know what? Single, you know, personal life be damned. I said, you are not necessarily out of line for wanting me to run something that that could potentially cause problems for you with you with something like this by you. I said there's absolutely that's not unreasonable. I said and I will try to do a better job of that. I said but you got to understand too that there's a very by the seat of your pants element that happens with my job that I'm not going to be be able to do that in every single I was like so you're also going then going to have to meet me in the middle and have to realize it like, you know what what he does, like th- th- this isn't that bad. Yeah, and it's always going to be an issue. So you both have to give a little bit there, where it's like y- you not happy. you want to be you always want to be able to be honest and forthcoming with whatever we want to on this program, but you also want to be respectful of your relationship. So like, yeah, there's definitely a balancing act that happens there. But she has to have a balancing act too of like knowing who you are and what you're going into. There, it's not like we have a script, dude. I, I right. think I think a lot of people think that there's like. 
well, you guys know what you're going to say when you get in there. And it's well, because like, some shows do it that way. We have an idea of like, all right, here's what we're talking about. But and by idea, I mean, well, I kind of know what Phantom thinks about things. Yeah, but we don't know what we're going to say. We don't know what no. we're going to like. So, so as you, especially as you get into a topic where like, yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll are constantly going to come up on this program. Like that's a corner, you know, the cornerstone of rock radio. So there are going to be those times where you do have to be honest and forthcoming. So she's going to have to remember that that those are just an inevitable right. part of the game and you're going to have to remember that like there's something that you're trying to protect on the other side and i get it like i understand your friend wanting to be protective of you yeah i get it but but i said it was like you realize like had i been talking about another woman she didn't know she would have been like well that makes perfect sense would she yeah yeah of course that would have made perfect sense would she either a your girlfriend or i guess be her friend but more so your girlfriend would you does she acknowledge the fact that it's hard to put the hard to put the vagina on the bench so i well i said to her she goes she goes, I get that you look. She goes, I totally look. And I said, well, see, that's all I was saying. I don't understand this. But, you know, there's this thing where she, I don't know, she just thinks there's just like this line of hose that's like waiting outside my apartment. And that's not, it's just not the way it is. Um, it's, it's, it's. I understand her concern there. Of course I do. I, I get that. Um, But I think it's just human nature that like. Staying in a committed relationship is hard and like it's not easy, and there is always that temptation. Sure. Every single day, you make that decision, you make that commitment again. Like it's not just say, Hey, I decided to be in a relationship, decided to get married, decided to do whatever. And then it's just like, Well, that's what you constantly are. No, every single day, every single conversation, every single second of your life, you're making that decision again. So, like, the fact of the matter is, is yes, it's hard, but you're doing that's it. That's what I said. But you're doing it's it. It's what I said. I was like, I was like, Why are we not focusing on? the fact that the penis is on the bench Mm -hmm. why are we not focusing on that i said do you notice this too i was like in the end of that conversation i noticed that your friend didn't hear me say that you're the last piece of the puzzle to my happiness and that now only through having you do i truly feel successful for the first time in my life i noticed your friend didn't she stopped listening before that happened she goes well yeah you said something like that and then everybody just gets mad and then i was like well yeah but it doesn't work like that like, why am I not, like, you should be coming home, lifting me up, putting me on your shoulders about the fact that I said that. Getting the penis off the bench. Call him in. First drink. Bring yeah, in, I, didn't, baby. I didn't get to use him a whole lot last <laughs> night. Although, we did end up, she was like, you don't have to do that. But I kind of feel like I do now, because if her friend's listening right now, we kind of breached the I love you conversation. Oh, my night. gosh. Yeah, we kind of got there wow. last night. Wow. I said, I said, is, is, wow. would this make this feel better? I said, I, I, you know, I mean, it's like, and I'm not just going to throw this out there to make you feel wow. better. I said, but I was like, we're here now, right? Wow. And she was like, well, yeah, I mean, totally. But like, I don't know. I was, but I worry about you. And I was like, I'm fine. And I always have to remind her of this. I didn't knock you up. It's not like I got you pregnant and I'm like, all right, well, now I'm stuck here. Don't have to do it. Right. You're both grown ass people. You don't have to be in this relationship if you don't want to. I made a decision. Like that life you're worried about, I still want. It's still out there. All I have to do is just go live it. Like, I don't understand. So, like, if it was about that, like, why would I willingly then walk into this if it wasn't over the fact that I, I legitimately want to be with you? But you know, there's no walking them off. There's no, no talking them off not. the ledge, dude. Unless you say I love you, then it's like, all right, come back. Like I told you about women. <laughs> this is about this is how women work. If they hear the phrase in any fashion, another woman, that's the only thing they've heard in that entire conversation. You can say ten thousand words, but another woman is the only two that they heard. Yeah, bro, she was not. I'm sure. She was not happy. We'll get into the. We'll examine this again at eight o'clock a little later. There's more to that story. We'll also get you guys hooked up with a thousand dollars every single hour. First one right now. 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's money to 200-200. Nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Still to come, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Ohio Sports, 7 o'clock. Talk to him. Apparently, he had uh, both Coach Nate Moore and Dan Reardon on his program yesterday. Yeah. He texted me about that Nate Moore interview. He's like, did you hear that? I said, yeah, I heard a little bit of it. He's like, oof. And then basically, all he said after that was, go Pups. I have no idea who's going to win that game Saturday. I'm going. I'm excited to be going. I am going. Uh, my buddy Dustin and I are going to go. Pretty excited about that. Should be a good time. Another big game this weekend. Brown Steelers. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Now, I said yesterday, and I'm going to stick with it. I think the Browns win Sunday. I said all year, this team will beat a team they should not. That they'll beat a team they shouldn't. And I feel like the Steelers is that team. And I feel like this whole Browns versus the universe, the refs, and they hit Baker Mayfield in the head, and the false start, that ref now got fired from that San Diego game, or sorry, the L.A. Chargers game. That whole thing happened. I just feel like you're going to get a bunch of guys, and Baker Mayfield's like kind of the perfect quarterback for this. Like, I have my doubts, all right? But the kid's pretty good. I still have a couple of doubts, yet the team rallies around him really well. And that can't, you can't undersell that. That's a huge thing for a quarterback, right? So there's that, and I think there's going to be this band of brothers moment, and Pittsburgh's going to take us light, and we might walk in there, punch them in the mouth early, and we get a win. I'm going to disagree with it. Um, If this was the first time the Browns are meeting up with the Steelers this season, I might agree with it, but the fact of the matter is, is number one, like you said, you're walking into it, so you're going into Heinz Field, so that's going to be an uphill battle on its own. It is. Um, And the second part of that is is that the Steelers have reason to feel the same way. That tie was an insult to them. To the Browns, it was a victory. To them, it was an insult. And I feel like they're coming back and they're saying, dude, we're not doing this again. And now, if the Steelers would have routed the Browns week one, maybe, maybe, maybe you that come in with that That adds into upset. my theory? Yeah, but, okay. but since that tie happened, and like I said, for us, victory, for them, it, insulting, that's not, dude, that's beneath them. Okay, I don't, That that's a solid take. Could I make the argument the Steelers don't care because we're not enough to care about on that level, that they're not carrying it around as an insult anymore, that it was an insult that Monday morning, but not now? They need division wins. Nah. Nah. Ah. They know it. They know it. They're on top of the division right now, and you start you start giving up a game and a half in the division to Cleveland, yeah. there, that's problematic right Okay. There. All right. That That's a solid argument to back up your point there. Now, Hugh Jackson said, look, everything's going to be fine because I'm going to take more I'm going to take more of a hand okay. in the offense. All right. So, of course, the natural question is for Todd Haley, your offensive coordinator, do you have a problem with Hugh saying he wants more of, a, of an input in the offense? And Todd Haley responds. Uh, no, not at all. I've been around, uh, you know, a long time, been in this league, around a lot of different personalities. Um, you know, one thing I'll, I'll never be, you know, is reactionary. You know, I've, I'm here for one purpose, and that's to uh, help this offense, continue to grow this offense, continue to develop this offense. Um, uh, we're all on the same page, you know, nothing, uh, nothing has changed. You know, uh, we have a lot of game plan meetings as a staff. Uh, Hugh sits in a lot of those. You know, he's he's in and out depending upon 
what he's doing that day and how much he's with the defense. But uh, as I've said a number of times, I don't care where a good idea comes from. Um, you know, no different than one of the assistant coaches. Anybody that has a good idea, we talk about it, see if it fits, see if it works with what, uh, you know, things that we do and the, the core things that we've worked on since in the spring and, and good ideas go in. Has he been more involved this week? And if so, how so? Uh, it's been the same as it's always been. Like I said, he sits in a number of meetings and, uh, and everybody gives their ideas. And, and when they're good ones, we go with it. All right, a lot going on there, okay? First and foremost, listening to Todd Haley talk it to the media, that's not a head coach. I'm sorry, guys, it's not. That's a, That right there, listening to that, is that's why Todd Haley's still a coordinator. I know he's been a head coach before, but that's why he got moved back to a coordinator. Like, outside of Belichick, that job requires a certain amount of charisma now. We just demand it. And I'm not sure Todd Haley has it. Like, he's just struggling there a little bit. So that's first and foremost. All right, so as you're all in a hurry to fire Hugh, and I get it, he's a t- you know what I mean? He's kind of exposing himself as maybe not the guy. We probably got to move forward. I'm not sure Todd Haley's the guy. Also, the play calling has not been great this year. So, right, so if the, uh, I don't know if we really want to promote that guy. Now, Fantone's made the point of, why is everybody just skipping over Greg Williams' name? Why is everybody just skipping over that guy's name? And I think it's because he's a defensive coach in an offensive era. I think that's really what it is. Now, I don't know if that's a good enough reason not to promote him to the head coaching position, but whatever. There's also now this thing, where Hugh has now come out and said, I'm going to take a bigger hand in the offense. You say you're okay with it. Then the media asks you, well, has it been different? And you say, after the head coach says he's going to get in there and he's going to take a bigger hand, you go, nah, it's the same as it's always been. Little little counterproductive to what the head coach wanted you saying, right? But if he hasn't done it, you know what I'm saying? He said this on Sunday, and today's Friday. I'm I I'm right. If nothing changed this it, week, what's he supposed to say? Uh, I think what you do is you tell the company line, right? Yeah, I gotta tell you. And if I'm Todd Haley, don't you want to tell people that? Because if you do get thumped forty-two nothing, like you think they do on Sunday, don't you almost want? Um, Don't you almost want to be like, well, yeah, I mean, Hugh kind of took a bigger hand. What do you want me to tell you? I, I want a guy who's going to be more worried about, like, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, what I, what I want is that guy to be honest. I want that guy to be like, I, I don't want him towing the company line. I want him being frank and like open and, and telling us how it is. So, what like, do the Browns want though? Is what I'm saying. Well, sure, and I think, but I think there's a little bit of Todd Haley that's like, fire me, dog. Like, go ahead and do it. Like, I'm sure gonna there get is. another job. Right? There's no question the guy's gonna get another job. Michael Lombardi talked about this Hugh Jackson Todd Haley relationship, and he was like, and his point was, if, if you're if you're Todd Haley, how are you not looking at Hugh? Jackson like dude you're throwing me under the bus you're gonna toss me under here when you're the head coach bro if you want something done you come out and say it you be accountable but to go to the media and be like oh the offense this the offense that and then you don't even change how you're gonna do it so you say you're gonna take this more active hand in it and then you don't Dude, he is the, he is the king of finger pointing oh he is there's Hugh no Jackson is the king of it not I'm not defending him there but what I'm saying is is Todd Haley told the media with a purpose of, no, he's not doing any more of it. Because Hugh said he was gonna, and Todd Haley's trying to tell you, hey, this guy is an idiot. It's been happening since Hard Knocks. I noticed it in Hard Knocks. Everybody noticed it in Hard Knocks. There's a problem with these two men. So if, if, if Hugh Jackson says he's going to be more active, and he's not, when the media asked about it, Todd Haley should have lied there? I, again, there's something that you do. Yes, yes. Dude, we are not entitled to all the truth we want. Why wasn't Hugh Jackson more active then? You say you're going to do it. You know there's a problem. Well, that's a great question. 
But what I'm saying is, is that what coaches should do, it should go back to, dude, you got to adopt the Belichick model here a little bit, where it's like we keep everything in-house. We're not telling you our dirty laundry. We're not doing that. We're just like, I don't know what the media is talking about. Yeah, he was in the meetings. We're fine. Everybody's fine. You got to do a little bit of that. A little bit of like make everybody feel better about what's going on. That's part of that. Like there's this thing now where be, it, you know what it is. It's because fans have too many all access behind the scenes reality. And none of that stuff's behind the scenes. None of it's all access and none of it's reality for Christ's sake. And all it's doing now is like instead of like telling those polite lies that help you get along in business, we're now like. Like just finger pointing and throwing everybody under the bus. I don't, I don't think it's good. I can't. I can't look at this thing and say that the one that's finger pointing is anyone other than Hugh Jackson. I can't. I can't look at this at this situation and say Todd Haley's finger pointing here. I. All right. I, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say he's finger pointing here, but he definitely chose to answer that question in a way that kind of like threw Hugh under the bus. Head coach Hugh Jackson threw his offensive coordinator under the bus. Said I'm going to do something. Did not do it. And then. I, then the, 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 the coordinator is supposed to lie about it. I'm, I'm not in on that. You know our boy Dustin is saying right now. What is that? He's tweeting in right now. What is that? Say both those knuckleheads need to get out of Baker's way. Now, there were many people who watched that game on Sunday and felt like he was being coached too much. And they, they got in there and started messing with him too much. Now, maybe. I don't know. But again, I think they win on Sunday. They're getting eight on the road, and I'm taking them. I think no matter what, even if they don't win, I think they cover it. Eights. I think They're they cover it. Eights. That's a lot of points, man. I, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of points. You give me eight points and a quarterback that can make plays, I got to tell you, I kind of like it. I'm going to take them. I'm going to bet it. And I think they win the game outright. I do. I said it all year. They'll beat a team they shouldn't, and I think they're going to walk into Pittsburgh, and I think they're going to punch them in the mouth. And then I'm going to have to hear about how great Baker Mayfield is and how we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, victory Monday all day. Dude, yeah, if they win, exactly if they win Sunday, come on. Yeah, I hope exactly they do. I don't want to plan. <laughs> Apparently, Fantone's got huge news. About your Canton charge. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 710. We'll get you guys hooked up with $1,000. We'll also talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Ohio Sports there. 8.30. Your shot at Greta Van Fleet tickets. Now, I know everybody's all pumped about tomorrow. Right? I get it. I'm going. I got tickets for tomorrow's big game. I'm going. Can't wait. I'll be in section nine somewhere. My buddy Dustin and I are going. Got my tickets. I'm looking at them right here. I'm excited. But I feel like these two teams, you know, McKinley and Maslin there, they get just a little too much hype. It's the biggest rivalry in all of high school sports. I don't know if you can overhype there's it. An, there's another <laughs> high school football team here that I think that, that I'm going to build the bandwagon of. Okay. I'm a Lake Blue Streak fan. What? I'm a Blue Streak fan. As a matter of fact, dude, I follow I follow both the Lake Athletics Twitter account and Lake Football's uh, account. What? They're talking trash. They're saying it's game day. <laughs> okay. They're from green, but they wear orange. Okay. Long story, don't worry about it. Come early and help <laughs> us thank our fall, our fall sports seniors from football, cheer, and dance, golf, and girls' tennis. Blue Streak's looking to cap off three-game win streak. Okay. Hey, how about, I think I was there for one. Yeah, I was there for one of those <laughs> when, when they beat up on Glen Oak. Maybe I'm the thing. Maybe I'm the rally possum for the Blue Streak. Where's this Where's this coming from? What are you doing? Well, I went to the game, and they won. I told you, I went to that game. It was Now, Glen Oak didn't look very good. They didn't. They did not look good. 
right? But that quarterback from Lake, okay. dude, dropped back first blast, threw a dime for a touchdown. I was like, oh my god, I'm a fan. Oh my god, I like a sophomore. He's pretty good. I don't know what grade he's in. I have no idea. I didn't ask anybody. But no, that's my team. I'm a okay. Blue Streak fan. All right, dude. I guess I can. I mean, so somebody load me down with the gear. I want the shirts. Give me the hoodies. Give me the things. I need to. I, I need to. I need to support your wares. I'm going to that big game tomorrow wearing that. As a matter of fact, dude, my chick was over last night. And I have this like snow hat, right? And it's red and like black. She goes, "Oh, you got to wear this Saturday." I was like, "You think I'm going in enemy territory wearing that? You're out of your mind." Well, now this is up to you, of course. But dude, you can totally wrap the bulldogs going to that game. You think? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You're probably gonna razzed a little bit, but I don't think you're gonna get like assaulted. I don't want, I don't want that. I don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't want the razzing. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get beat up. I want soft pretzels. But, I don't want no razzing. I, I think it'll be better um, going in there. Wearing what you want. If you go in there neutral, if you walk into Paul Brown neutral, they're going to smell that from a mile away. Not they're- neutral. I'm going with Blue Streak here on. I'm not neutral. I am full on in the Blue Streak camp. That's what's happening. I'm a Lake fan. That's the way it works. I went. They won. I'm the reason why. We I, we did it. We did it. Honestly, I think I should get to run through like the piece of paper tonight. I feel like I should get to lead them out on the field. You'll never have a better fan than this one. I'm a booster now. Taking all the credit from the kids. Yeah. Never have a better yeah. fan. Offensive line. <laughs> nah, whatever. It was me. I did it. From the stands. The guy you never met. I'm the one that did it. <laughs> but I am. I'm a Blue Streak fan now. That's how that works. That's good stuff, dude. I'm, I'm glad. So tell me what's going on with the charge. What happened last night? Uh, so yesterday, um, it was uh, a major announcement uh, via Charge Nation here. Um, a, a partnership happened that, uh, you know, was uh, well, two great Stark County institutions here. Um, Canton Charge, very proud to announce that Sugardale is now their official jersey sponsor. Multi-year here. So yesterday was the jersey release party. Okay, I can sign off on Sugardale. And, like uh, oh, dude, I mean, dude, we're talking bacon and hot dogs. And we I, went I, to I the Maslin plant, which is Bacon Central, bro. And I've never been out that, out that way before. So as I'm pulling up, I'm like, dude, is this the right place? And then you smell it. And dude, it's bacon from a mile away. Because all that plant does is it's their corporate offices and it's bacon. And it's just like, we don't do hot dogs here. We don't, that's, you know, that's the Canton plant. We do this here. And they do like raw bacon, but they also do like cooked bacon. So you can smell it, dude. And it is unworldly. All right. Sorry, Blue Streaks. <laughs> I'm a Sugardale fan. I need the Sugardale jersey. Give me the things. I need the wares. Give me them. I'll wear it. You're shot at $1,000. And Mark Munch Bishop, that's next on Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Tiffany writes in and says... Go Blue Streaks! I'm a proud graduate. Yeah, damn right. I'm a. I'm now a Lake fan. That's uh, that's where my fandom lies. He joins us every Friday, seven o'clock. He does. You can normally find him on Fox Sports 1350 in the afternoon. It's Munch on Ohio Sports. Munch, how are you, buddy? Brother, I am superb. It's a glorious Almighty weekend. I know we got full days ahead of us. But you know what, man? Bring it on. That's what makes it special. Two big games this weekend. Now, Brown Steelers is a big game, but down here, buddy, you know. It's McKinley Maslin week, and I know you had both head coaches on yesterday. Did you get a vibe, uh, Munch, talking to either coach about who you feel like is going to come out on top on Saturday? You know, well, you know what? As should be. I got talking to each coach. Each coach feels they're going to come on top. All right, Good. so yeah. that's that's what they have to exude. Okay. Now, last year, what Maslin won by one? Yeah, it was a close one. Low yeah, scoring it was a, game yeah, last it was a close year. Game, yeah. yeah. 
And that was at McKinley. One never knows what's going to happen. All I know is both coaches said, you know what, they're going to sleep like babies tonight, as they should, uh, all week long. They're thinking of things. Do we do this? Do we have this guy covered? Should we do this? Should we do that? So that's what makes us special. And, guys, again, I was PC before there was such a term because you guys are PC too. What does that mean? We know right from wrong, okay? But the bottom line is stop complaining to me when I talk about it's war week because it is war week. Just like the some of the other schools, it's holy wars. It's wars on the football field. Yep. It's gridiron battles. What are they doing? Playing freaking tag football two below? No, it's a battle. Come on, people, knock it off. Yeah, see, Munch is all fired up. Yeah, I mean, dude, both these teams primed and ready to go. I mean, you know, it's week ten, and that's one of the best things. You know, you, you talk about how, how these how these coaches are going to sleep. I mean, these kids have to be so jacked today walking into those high schools. You know, I mean, I, I can only imagine what that feeling is for those kids. And you'll think about this too, guys, because I've had someone under my roof, you know, play five extra games, which means they went to a state championship game and won. And he said, as they go along, they get not the games don't get easier, but you get more used to it. So the upperclassmen, and I asked both coaches this, yeah, they're going to depend on them for that. But you know what? You're, 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 everything's done. The hay's in the barn, as they like to say, okay? If you're in a big city, I don't know what we say. The dice are in my pocket, okay? And you just go from there, and uh, you rock. But, yeah, so there's got to be some nerves. There's got to be some – you know, I'll call it one call nerves. I'll call it the excitement level has to be off the hook. Stan Zavaris, like you with your new girlfriend, that first kiss you got, you know? Oh, well, I'm still waiting on that one. No, I mean, oh, dude, is that true? That's <laughs> no, I heard. obviously. Obviously, I'm kidding. She's she's a dirty bird. I get to do, <laughs> I get yes. to do all the things. I'm allowed to do all the things. She's going to be so pissed about that. She will have no sense of humor about that one right there. I'm excited about this game, Munch. I'm actually going to the game tomorrow. I can't wait. You know what? It's phenomenal. And just think about this, too. Whether you're in, I know we got the brand-new Tom Benson Stadium. It will be special in its own right. You're still in the shadow of Kent McKinley. But to go into, and I know Kent people be cool, it's not – our place, quote, it's not your place, but it's, it's their place. This is legendary. Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. Yeah, the one side is new with the press box, this and that, but just to see the overhang on the other side, I don't know how, it's uh, like from the 30s or something coming out of the Depression to put people to work, and you got the grandstands in the end zones, and uh, you got Tigers, baby. You've got Bulldogs. What more could you want? Oh, yeah. Danny, can I ask you, are you going neutral, or what colors are you wearing tomorrow, bro? All right, so like, so my, I have this red and black hat. My chick said to me last night, she goes, you know, because she was a Bulldog cheerleader month. She'll, don't worry. If you ever get to meet her, she'll work the information right into the first conversation you have with her. You know, I was a Bulldog cheerleader. Yeah, honey, but it was 1995, so like dial it down, right? But uh, so she was like, you should wear that. And I was like, I don't know. Enemy territory, wearing different colors. And here's the thing. I don't really have a dog in the fight. But, but, I mean, the Tigers wear orange. I grew up wearing orange for football. Like, I, I mean, right? Like, I know half of Canton, like, wants to, like, you know, hang me right now, but it's like, the Browns wear orange. So do the Tigers. I kind of feel like, right? Like, shouldn't I just go that way? So I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I said my first year down here, Munch, whoever wins, that's who I'm rooting for for the rest of my life. But I totally turncoated on that. I'm a Lake Blue Streaks fan. I don't even know what either one of these two teams, the, dude, the Blue Streaks are the biggest high school football franchise powerhouse ever. I don't know, but so yeah, I'm probably going neutral tomorrow, Munch. Probably neutral. Okay, man. I'm just just curious. You know what's funny? I have once. I don't know if you guys knew this. I'm colorblind. Okay, okay. so there's times it's like 
why'd you wear green? Oh, I thought that was brown. You know what I mean? <laughs> and different shades of blue. So I stay away from everything if I'm going somewhere, especially if I think they're close to the quote-unquote side that I do not want to win. All right. So let's, uh, let's move into the other big game of the weekend. Obviously, Brown Steelers. Now, Munch, I've said something bold both yesterday and this morning. I doubled down on it this morning. And I've Talk said, to me. I've said all year that the Browns will, they, they will beat a team they should not beat. It's just they're starting to get talented enough, the roster, there's dudes everywhere, that eventually they're going to run into a game, they'll beat a team they should not beat. And I think it's Sunday against the Steelers. I do. I think here's what happened. I think we got screwed on the call with Baker getting hit in the head. We've got screwed on a couple of calls. And uh, it feels like the refs versus the Browns, and I feel like this could be the great unifying factor and that Baker Mayfield is, despite like what my problems with, the, with, with his game may be, that, that he does have that. You want to go out and you want to fight for your QB. He does kind of have that. Players seem to love him. So I feel like unifying against the league and wanting to come together for your quarterback, if we, if we go in there and we play well, I think they win. I think they, they're eight-point dogs, and I think they win outright. Brother, number one, I love that you're excited. I have been yanked all week. It's Browns, Steelers week. Come on. It's Browns, and again, Steelers isn't all small letters. The Browns are capitals. But, you know, part of that, again, is the freaking drama that comes from the top of this team. By the way, guys, I know that we have, quote-unquote, a top man in the building with us, okay? Does he walk around? I've known him now for years. He's never once said to me, you know, I'm the boss. I'm in charge, okay? I've got top men in my other building in Independence. Never once did he say that. Why does Hugh have to keep telling us? Is he questioning himself? But in spite of that, in spite of that, you're right. Baker is plucky enough to get it done. The guys are, 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 are charged up. Guys, let me hit you with this, too. And, Danny, just one thing that bugged me that you said is that I watched Thursday night football yesterday, too. The refs in general have been horrific. Yeah, they've been. They have been horrific. I agree. I, they, yeah, they're not getting together before games saying, hey, let's screw the Browns because they suck, although you don't get respect. Until you start winning, well, and again, an Aaron Rodgers or somebody may get a call that we're not, and that was a horrific call last week. But you know what? Let's go out and play. Don't leave it to them. And you know, he's sure. got to go freaking crazy. Right. Do what he hates. Break the yard marker next time something like that happens with the call. What's the NFL going to do? They'll have to agree with him. You know, say, I'm taking my team off the field. Call Roger Goodell. I want a ruling on this. Something of that nature. You know, I, right. I know he's acting up and there's some decorum, but you know what? If you lose your job over, come on. He's made millions as it is anyway. But, Dan, the only thing that worries me, and, yeah, the Browns have a good shot, and people are going to rally to Baker. The thing is this. Is this going to be like a guy without legs in a wheelchair having to go to a kickboxing event? No. You know? So we still are void in some areas. So the guys that are there are going to have to rise up. And you know what? Some of it's simple. Receivers. What is your name? A receiver means you receive the ball. Catch the freaking ball. I don't care Amen. if you make eight catches. You drop the last one on the last drive. Everything has been negated. I know what it is, guys. Do your job. Do what you're being paid to do, and you're going to win the game. Normally, and I'm glad you brought up the refs. We're talking to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. He's everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And I want to talk about this because I've been making this point about the refs and people feeling like the refs are getting together to screw the Browns. I've made no, this they're claim, not. And I, okay, thank you. I've made this claim, and I wonder. What, I, I'm very interested to hear your take. 
that my thing is is that if the NFL was going to get together to do any one thing with the Browns, it would be to help them. You're an original franchise, and that if we could get out of the dumpster fire territory, that we would be revered the way the Packers are. And that if you're the NFL, you would want one of your original franchises to be good. And moreover, what you will, what you don't want is any of your franchises to be desperate or desolate and then no have no shot to win. So if they were going to do anything, wouldn't it be to help the Browns? Brother, according to the other teams, there's no doubt, and I'll tell you why. For years now, and I'm talking four or five years, teams have complained to the NFL. Think about this. But they're right. Come on, gang. Put, get your head out of the sand. You put your head in the sand, you get your butt kicked. Is that the Browns have been bringing the league down. And your last two years are obviously that's proof in the purchase. Amen. You know what I mean? And, putting, and not just the Browns, but a great franchise uh, uh, with the greatest fans in the world is bringing the league down. Think about that. Last year, there was parity, except for the Browns. year before parity, except for the Browns for the most part. Yeah, the league wants us to be good. The other owners need us to be good. Let's hope it happens soon. Yeah, I mean, all issues with officiating aside, I think all issues and drama with coaching aside, what Baker Mayfield said this week, I think really like rung true to me that, you know, you have to look at the players to make these improvements. Yeah. And it's not about Todd Haley and it's not about Hugh Jackson. And it's not about, you know, whichever refs are, are, are working that game. It's about the 11 guys you have out at the field on, on field at any one given time. Munch, when it comes to the Browns offense this week, um, you know, it's going to be tough, dude. You're walking into Heinz Field. Um, you have a Steelers team that I think is going to have a chip on their shoulder because of the tie. What do you look for Baker and crew to do to get this W? Well, you know what? Number one, please, guys, start the running game going. Chubb is young. Feed the beast and let it go and then take it from there. Something else. And guys, say what you will. Danny, I know he's not your favorite. I had three different Pittsburgh media people on this week, and all of them said, hey, we want to thank you again for giving us Joe Hayden. Without him, we may not have a win. So let's find the, the defensive backfield. And if you're going to fly, He's going to be there to help you out. But you have to attack deep on occasion on the other side of the field from Joe. Simple as that. And guess what? Whoa, we got guys that can go downfield, don't we? Yeah. We got Callaway. Like I said, guys shouldn't even be on the well, team. That's just my personal thought. But as long as he is, use him. If he scores a touchdown, I won't cheer for him, but I'll be happy with the scoreboard. There's Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Ohio Sports. You can catch him every single weekday on Fox Sports 1350 from 3 to 6. He's everywhere on the uh, free iHeartRadio app, and he's here every Friday morning. Munch, we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Go Browns. Danny, hold on. My dog's barking in the backyard. Does that mean go Bulldogs? <laughs> it might. I'm just saying. It, it I better might. get him before the neighbors get me. What a trash talker he is. I love you, Munch. We'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I guess. I feel like he was trying to talk trash to me about the fact that I'm going in there, uh, uh, that I'm going into that stadium neutral. He knows you got the red and black hat, dude. Just wear it. <laughs> red hat, orange pants. That's the way I'm doing it. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Around 8.10, we'll pass out $1,000. Also, uh, right around 8 o'clock, I'll be giving you the story on why I'm in trouble with my girlfriend right now. Yesterday's program got me in a lot of trouble. I've been dancing around. I danced around it all night last night when she was there. I've had to dance around it again this morning. It's not good. Today's program is going to get you in trouble. Did you not listen to the segment we just did with Munch, bro? Like, yeah. Not yeah. paying attention? Oh, yeah, when I called her a dirty bird. <laughs> yeah. 
She's not going to love that. No. No, she's not. No, nor is calling her out about being a 1995 Bulldog cheerleader. I'm sick of hearing about it. Like I said yesterday, it's like, fine, you were a Bulldog cheerleader. But why am I talking about it like it's your crowning achievement? You know, she's got an important job. Like, like she runs the the business where she works. Like, dude, like 90 people report to her. She's got two beautiful children. I hear about it never. But those goddamn pom-poms. Stark County, bro. I told her, I was like, you know, you can talk about how you were a cheerleader when you bring out the uniform. Like, when you bring that out, then we can talk about it. Anyway. All right. So, um, you know what? Broadcasters getting in trouble is probably not a bad place for us to go right now. Okay. And we see it all the time now. People get fired from shows all the time now. You said this, probably can't say that in this decade. What the hell were you thinking? Time for you to go. We'll, we'll put somebody else in here. Now, I've made the argument that, that CEOs of companies and like people who run news stations and television networks, they, they love when this happens. Secretly, you love when it happens because your brand's all over the news. Right, everybody's talking about your brand, and now you can look to do the honorable thing, which is like push the the, the talented person who said something they shouldn't out. And now, what do you get to do? Hire their replacement, newer, younger, faster, and more importantly, less money. That networks love when this happens because they get to fire the talent and pay somebody half as much money, and then they get to make more money. They love when this happens. But Megyn Kelly's in some trouble. Apparently, and I don't watch her NBC morning show, obviously, I think it's on the same time this show's on, so I don't get to see it a lot, but I remember Megyn Kelly kind of rose to fame over like, you know, the, uh, the jousting with the current president. There was some of that. Um, she's an attractive woman. There was some of that, obviously. And so, the, you know, they gave her this show on NBC. Now, I guess it hasn't been performing all that well. And that people, there are people at NBC News who feel like we, uh, we made the wrong bet here. Yeah, I think a lot of people in that in that building probably were like overestimating her reach, her popularity, her ability to maybe bring them back into the center of like, or at least what the perceived center is like, Hey, we'll bring her and then we'll get a little bit of cred over on that side. I don't think that happened the way that they expected. I think people downplayed how much of that attention was being paid to her because of the president and she was sparring with him every every day that maybe that would be it, but her on her own doesn't do it. Yeah. And she stepped into a different role too, kind of going from like a, a, a side dish, into a main course you know what i mean and i think once that happens it's a tough thing dude it's tough to go from two to one isn't as easy as as people make it so i guess they were talking about halloween costumes on her show or something and she says she asked on her show but what is racist because you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on blackface on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface for Halloween. Back when I was a kid that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character oof all right. Now, I don't know how dumb you got to be to defend blackface in 2018, but it's kind of dumb. I mean, right? Like, who doubles down on blackface in 2018? Yeah, it doesn't feel like, I mean, that feels like an uphill battle. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get much traction on it. Here's the other thing. When I was a kid, things were, this was all right, is all right on a bar stool. 
That's not all right for a news personality to say that. You know how many things yeah. were okay when I was a kid that aren't okay now? You could put a kid in the back of the seat of a Vista Cruiser without a seatbelt, and that was allowed. You were allowed to smoke in a car with a kid, and that was allowed. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff now. Yeah, I don't want my doctor making that argument to me, nor do I want like a newscaster. You're right. There's 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 a difference between that my and, idiot buddy, right, and and my uncle. There's there's <laughs> I, those are two different things, right? There. Exactly okay. right. Like, dude, somebody okay. in the news shouldn't be like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe like one of us again. Welcome to the you know dumbass rock morning show type guy sure but a news person like sure. you got you just got to watch this so again i don't know if they fired megan kelly i don't know I'm, i guess she wasn't on the show yesterday yeah yesterday was a rerun not officially fired yet but by all accounts it seems very much that nbc is going to be moving away from you her. know what they're doing they're getting with the lawyers making sure that they're covered on the back end for firing her for what she did and then they're going to move swiftly and we'll get a statement today from what i heard they're gonna have to pay out her entire salary of 69 million dollars 69 million dollars that they signed her up for see i don't get this which and it, it, why'd you do that well right and because okay there's technically things that are written into into our contracts that you would have to pay us out unless and this is where contracts get really tricky they fire you for what is called cause meaning you walked yourself into being fired we're not on the hook for any of this right how is you defending blackface for NBC lawyers not written in as cause somewhere right well like, there's going to be obviously and I can't remember who it was um uh, dude that said nappy headed hose remember um, Don Imus Don Imus um there's going to be that there's not it's not going to be black and white of like well hey make sure you don't say blackface right but I'm sure a part of her contract disparaging comments somewhere there's something broadly written there it's written in ours I, I'm sure her contract also has like you're supposed to put on a titillating show or something of that you know of that so there's going to be like if I'm supposed to be contrarian you can't fire me for doing what you told me okay, to do here so what this is is that it would never work for us because we can't afford the lawyer, the lawyer to, to see it all the way through for us to win. But she can. You and I, no, that's dog. what I'm saying. Of course not. iHeartMedia is going to bury us in lawyers. Megan Kelly doesn't have that same issue that we. And have. there's going to be a lawyer who's going to want to step up and try to help her. One hundred percent, there will be. Okay, now again, defending blackface in this decade is just stupid. It's just dumb. Okay, I, I don't understand this, but there is a difference. Now, why is this different? Watch now. <laughs> As I, but, and I know it's different. Just so you know, I know this is different. But, like, I'm a Tiger Woods fan, right? Big okay. Tiger Woods. I love golf. Okay. Halloween right around the corner. Now, if Rock 106.9 was to host a Halloween party, okay. and I showed up there in a red shirt, black slack, Sunday Tiger garb, and I paint my face black, racist. But if I go, But if I go to the store... And I buy a Tiger Woods mask, wear it, passing myself off as a black human being, essentially, for this evening, or at least one particular black human being, I'm not racist. What, the difference between the mask and the blackface, I guess it's because there's not a history of Jim Crow laws that were inspired by black masks. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's it, a good point. The, the minstrel shows really were the dehumanization of black people. And by kind of perpetrating that. And that's of, not good. And kind of making that like, hey, especially when you have to think at that time, too, in the 1800s, dude, you didn't have like, at least we have like, hey, I've got black friends. So therefore, I know the stereotypes aren't necessarily true because I see this in a day to day life. I know this isn't who 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 all black people are but if you're in the 1800s and you're seeing these shows go from town to town and this is the only real 
representation representation of black people. Of course you think they're all mammies. Of course you all think they're bucks. Of course you all think they're these, you know, these caricatures of, of, of subhumans. Like that's, that's kind of where the difference is for me. Yeah. I don't like that. There's a history of this. I don't like any of that. And now do I think that like if every single person who's ever, you know, Jason Aldean did this. Remember two years ago we were talking about that and I was like, dude, he went out as little Wayne and I was like, what Mm. were you thinking, dog? What were you thinking? Now do I think that Jason Aldean deep down in his heart is like, man, we got to hang every black person out no. there. No, I don't think that. But this was a lack of. of but there's levels of this. Th- of course, that was a lack of sensitivity, and that was a lack of foresight. If nothing else, guys, and I know Megan Kelly, and dude, as somebody who gets paid to be contrarian, as somebody who gets paid to be devil's advocate devil's all the advocate, time, sure, it's a it's a struggle, dude. Because sometimes things come out of your mouth that you're like, dude, do I really think this or what? Mm. But if nothing else, Megan Kelly, you know it's 2018, and out of self preservation alone, you're gonna go out there and be like blackface. I didn't even know it was a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal and then going to when i was a kid it was allowed like again my doctor smoked when i was a kid like at the like at the table they'd be hitting your knee with that little stone thing you'd almost kick him in the nuts and he'd have a palm all just hanging off his dry ass lips is that okay you want to go back to that too standing by blackface in 2018 jesus dude i gotta tell you somebody put me on television at nbc news how am i smarter than these people how's that happening i can barely count to 10 but i'm smarter than she is that is terrifying your shot at a thousand dollars will be at 810 on rock 106.9 the stansberry show Rock 106.9. Yo, Fantone from the Sandsbury Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. People ask me about my LASIK surgery all the time, and I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you, dude. 20-20 vision. That's what I wake up with every single morning. You know, I started wearing glasses in the third grade, and I thought I was going to have to deal with vision problems for the rest of my life. But thanks to my good friends over at the Roholt Vision Institute, the inconvenience of glasses and contacts is a part of my history, not a part of my future. So if you're done ordering contacts and you're sick of paying for glasses, I want you to visit a website. It is RoholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Around 8.10, we'll pass out $1,000. We know it's war week. Tomorrow, big game. I'll actually be in attendance. Can't wait. Can't wait to go to this game. Now, I've been to Paul Brown Stadium. I've seen a uh, I've seen a Maslin Tigers game there, but I have never seen this game there. And so I'm very excited for this. I'm actually going to a tailgate. I'm going at noon. My buddy's starting at 9 a.m. But I said this yesterday that I feel like if I if I tailgate from 9 a.m. till 2 p.m. for the game, that at the end of that day, both my boss and girlfriend are standing in front of me going, what the hell were you thinking? Front page of the Canton Repository. Local media personality Stansberry arrested. Just me and Todd Porter funneling beers, <laughs> right? Now, is this a uh, is this a Tigers tailgate or is a Bulldog tailgate? What you got going on there? Well, my buddy Jay, who's kind of like hosting it, is uh, he'll tell you too. He'll tell you, he can't wait to tell you every every time you talk to him. You know, as a Tiger basketball player, right? Okay. So right. Uh, yeah, he they they got that Tiger love. My buddy Seth, who works down at Canton Cycle. They're Tigers fans, that whole thing. So yeah, we'll be hanging out with all them. So yeah, I'll be I'll be right. deep in the Tiger camp tomorrow. Well, no wonder you're wearing like blue streak gear. Damn right. <laughs> I'm a blue streak fan. That's my team. That's my favorite thing of the day, by the way. That's my, that's Love they're, it. they're my team. I'm a blue streak fan. That's the way it works. <laughs> all right, there are some events now today for okay. this event. Now in Canton, I get I, apparently 5:30 this afternoon. The Beat Maslin Parade is going to uh, roll from the Civic Center to Market Square. And 6 p.m., the Go Pup Downtown Rally. School officials, head coach Dan Reardon, Mayor uh, Tom, dude, Tom Burnaby going to be there. And then 7 p.m. to midnight, downtown Canton Block Party. 
area businesses, bars offering a, a ton of specials. All right, I'll definitely go down to that tonight. Yeah, if there's going to be bar specials about a high school event, you bet your ass we're going to be a part of that. Well, again, <laughs> I'm hanging out with the girlfriend later, and you know, she went to McKinley. She loves to tell me, so she'll want to go and be part of that. We'll be downtown tonight for that. Now, in Maslin, around 8.30 this morning, still to come, cheerleaders visit the J.R. Coleman Adult Day Center. Then at 11.30, there'll be the Rotary Lunch at the Eagles Club. Then 1.15, the Beat McKinley Rally. That will be at the Washington High School gym there. I don't think we're allowed to go to that. No, they're not going to let you in. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to go to that. No Blue Street fan allowed. <laughs> no, I'm allowed. 7 p.m., there will be a parade downtown Madison. I forgot that both teams do the parade. That's kind of cool for them, right? Yeah, man. And I mean, I know there's some people who think this is like... Who cares? And it's like, we should all care, dude. This is something that we as an area can be proud of. Like, dude, I want I want McKinley to win tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be rooting for that. But big picture to me, it's like, dude, this whole thing is something to be celebrated. It really is. Like, you, there's very few things in life that I feel like a community can really rally against or rally, you know, around. And this is one of them. Yeah, I've lived in a lot of um, I've lived in a lot of towns, and not a lot of them have stuff like this. It's cool. It's kind of unique to us, and so yeah, you kind of have to buy into the pomp and circumstance of it. And I can't wait to go to the game tomorrow. I'm very excited. We do have a thousand dollars to give you, and yesterday's program got me in trouble with the girlfriend, and more importantly, like her best friend. And you know Eesh. how you got to have them, right? Eesh. Otherwise, they're the one always in there and going, I don't know, he's kind of a dog. Break up with him. He kind of sucks. We don't like him. Break up with him. So I got in trouble with both my girlfriend and her best friend yesterday's program. We'll uh, walk you through how that happened and pass out $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. Just so you know, Blue Streak Nation, it's growing. It's okay. growing. No, my buddy Chris is like, dude, go, uh, go Blue Streaks. My son is a fu- uh, future Blue Streak. And McKinley stole my school when they merged. So he's like, he's he's on Lake's bandwagon. I told you. I was like, dude, I told you I'm going to build this bandwagon. It's getting big. Getting big. I can't wait to get some Blue Streak merch. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Biggest high school football game of the year of nah. of the in the country happening in Sandsbury joining the Blue Streak Nation. Okay, Lake and Green tonight. That's the game. <laughs> okay. That's the game. That's the one they're talking about. I'm betting on that one in Vegas. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet the Mirage hangs up on me. Yeah, sure. I bet they hang up on me. Like, what the hell are you talking about? All right. So yesterday on the program, I said some things that caused some ripples in my personal life. Okay. Okay, now that happens. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when my girlfriend and I got together, she said to me, she goes, you're pretty great. She's like, why are you single? I said, well, my job will get in the way occasionally, right? It's tough, dude. It is. And it's hard. I, I, I don't, I, people don't have a lot of perspective on this because they don't have our jobs, but like any any time that you get into a relationship with somebody who does something like this, there's just always going to be issues that come along with it. It's not just like, oh, well, hey, you're kind of well-known in the city, and sometimes you get like free stuff, and like that's cool. Guys will buy you drinks and stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's all great, but there's also a rub that comes with it. It also depends on what kind of show you do. This is not the Starbucks secret menu show. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We're, getting, or we're getting our hands dirty in right. here and some real life you know, stuff, and, that, you know, and I'm pretty honest about my life. And so we were talking about guys cheating, and this was yesterday on the program, and I kind of talked about this story, how I was out to lunch with a coworker, and a, and a situation happened, okay? Now, 
this is how you get yourself in trouble when you do this job, too. It's never your better half or your friends that heard it. It's somebody else heard it and then told them. Oh, the game of telephone for anything. Yeah, man. Once you start getting third, fourth, fifth people involved there, yeah, it's always going to get a little more convoluted. So my girlfriend's got this friend who has traditionally been a fan of the program since before her and I got together. She was a listener of the program, likes it, and was kind of excited when she had heard the news like, oh, you two are going to get together. That's kind of awesome. I like him. I listen. That's kind of cool, right? Okay. So I was telling this story yesterday on the program about how a saleswoman and I, Nicole and I, went to lunch, and a server in the bar we were in, I guess, acknowledged me on some level, said hello to me. Who said hi first? She kind of, I don't know, it was kind of like a, <laughs> it was a kind of a gunslinger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd need a photo finish. We bought... Would you have said hi to a man standing behind there? Yes. Okay. I feel as if I would. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't know. I guess maybe not, but I feel like I would have, right? For okay. the sake of this conversation, that she's on her way into trouble. work. Okay. Right? And so I had been, I had said, like, look, there's this thing. And I, I had pointed out that Nicole was like, hey, what's this thing with guys? Like, your girlfriend's way hotter than this person, but yet you still. And I said, look, it's, there's just something about when somebody finds you attractive, that's hard not to like. It's hard not to be, get a little flattered by that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, and I think there's a little bit of, instinctively, I think just you kind of know right out of the gate where it's like, do I find this person attractive, and like, it doesn't mean you're going to act on it or anything, but no. you just, it just kind of happens, so like... Uh, An evaluation process yeah. is impossible not to not to kick off in your brain when something like that happens, okay. right? Okay, okay. Now, I even made the point on the program yesterday that while driving home from there, I was like, you know what? I got it so good right now. I mean, that Nicole was right. My girlfriend's more attractive than this woman happened to be. She's going, my guess is going to be better than me or better for me than this, you know, random woman would have been. I'm I'm as happy as I've ever been in my entire life with this woman, right? Yeah. I don't think that whatever happened was necessarily indicative of like, boy, I just want to throw everything away and start something over with this broad. No No way. Not Not interested at all. It's not what it was. So she comes over last night, and my girlfriend's fantastic at this. Like, she'll, she'll get the information throughout the day, and she won't let me know she has it. So I'm under the guise of, oh, everything's fine. So I ordered dinner last night, and she gets there, and I got it all plated, and it's all ready to go, and we're all ready to have dinner, and I did this thing, and I feel like it's great. And she just turns to me as she's unfolding her napkin and says, so, it's hard to put your penis on the bench, huh? <laughs> and I was like, What? Because I had made the argument yesterday that men are sold this lie, that you're going to get it out of your system, that you'll sow your wild oats and then you're just ready. That's not how it works. There's no such thing as enough strange vagina. Like, dude, quit selling yourself on that lie. There's not. What happens is, is that you get to a point in your life where that's okay, where it's like, you know what? I don't need it all. And that really what I want is, is stability, that I want to be happy, that, that I want something real. And then you just make the decision. I've always told you, what did my dad say about the woman that you should be with? That the woman you should be with doesn't try and change you. She just does it. You just start being different because you're like, dude, this chick's cool. And if I don't be different, she's going to go. Right? And that's kind of what's happening with me right now is that I'm just being different. And I was honest yesterday a little bit about that cheating has been an issue in my life in the past. And she even said, she told me, she goes, this is what was my problem with what you did today, is that you know this is something I worry about with you. 
and that there was no heads up, like, no, hey, run this by me, kind of tell me this is going to happen. So now you know what's happening. She knows I'm not interested in this woman, but she now has to defend me to her friends, and she's worried that yeah. she looks stupid because you believe him when in reality you should have your guard up. If, if, if you've ever seen the movie Private Parts, and you can just hear Howard's wife here, where she's like, oh, he's not really that guy. He's a good guy. Right. It's just, and, and, and that is, that's an, that's an uphill battle for somebody in that situation where it's like, you see, you see, she sees behind the curtain in a way that other people don't get to. So, therefore, if you're just hearing, like, yeah, boy, it's hard to put my penis on the bench. Yeah, I can understand why that that w- statement in a vacuum is like, ooh, it's I was, problematic. I was also making that statement yesterday broadly about men in general, not necessarily myself. And I said this earlier, this is how we started the show, that if this friend, this friend who has been a listener of the program, that had it been somebody else I was dating and I had said this, she would have been in her car going, you know what, that's actually reasonable. I get what he's saying. That's just being human. But because now I'm dating somebody that she, she is friends with, it's now though becomes a more serious of a statement. And so, like, she just kept drilling me with it last night. She just kept drilling it with me. And I said, are you really angry about this? Or are you just trying to... Because we were talking about a couple of other serious things. She's got some problems going on in her life right now. And we were talking about some pretty, you know, serious stuff. And she's like, no, I'm just trying to lighten the mood here. I said, okay, well, good. Because what I don't want is for you to be operating under this place of fear. Because that's always going... That just will lead us to a bad place. Of course, dude. There's no good that comes out of that. Like, nobody's ever been like, boy, I'm really worried about... The- yeah, I, I, I can understand why you feel and that And so way. it was one of these situations last night where you're just sitting there talking to your woman, and it's like, I just wish you could jump in my body and un- and like feel like see how I feel, because you would get... Like, it's laughable, the idea that any woman has, a, has a, like a shot right now at all. It's like that idea is laughable to me. You know what I mean? Because welcome to being happy. When you're happy, you don't care about other stuff. You don't even think about it. That was the whole point of talking about the cheating survey yesterday is really what most guys said is, it's I do it when I want to get out of my relationship. Yeah, and what kind of sucks about that is not like... It's not like what happened yesterday came from like, yo, I got to tell this story about this hot chick I made eyes with. This was like a generic men's health article that was just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And I was talking about how a a real world application kind of put myself in this situation. And really, the evaluation was, are you kidding me? My chick's great. Why would I I waste my time doing this? But again, all I heard last night is, put your penis on the bench. Because again, like I said, when you talk to a woman, you can say 15,000 words. But if in that conversation anywhere, there's the phrase, another woman, that's the only thing they heard. That's the only thing they heard. So we ended up having to breach this convert. We ended up through this, breach the, the I love you conversation. Wow. Wow. Dude, so that, we're there now. That made my jaw drop this morning. I had no idea that one was coming, and it was like, oh. Yeah. So Stansberry in love. Yeah, and, I, I, and honestly, there's, there's absolutely no hesitation on my part for that. I absolutely am at, at that place. And I guess, dude, I, I don't know if her friend is driving to work right now, but I, I bet not. <laughs> I bet when I say the thing that's going to get me in trouble, there you are, front and center. But Fantone can attest to this. He's been doing this a long time, too. When you make your mea culpa, nobody's listening then. <laughs> All of a sudden, then the podcast doesn't load. And now I'm just going to be sitting there tonight. She's going to be like, yeah, right. Nobody heard that, though. They all heard you talk about how your penis needs to be on the bench and how hard it is. She must have said that to me 60 times last night. Luckily, I had duct tape and I just shoved it right over. No, I'm kidding, obviously. I'm kidding. She was not real happy about that, though. So, uh, I, I, so friend, if you're listening, your friend is fine. There's no worries. Nobody's, nobody's cheating on anybody. Everybody's happy. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword BANKS9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Greta Van Fleet tickets up for grabs here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. Got an update on this story for you. I remember talking about this when it happened, but North Canton now a uh, Matthew Johnson, 41, who was a swim coach here, I believe at Hoover. He had pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual battery back in April. Now, the news had previously reported that he had been the head swimming coach at Hoover for around 15 years prior to his arrest in 2017. Now, the charges involved two students he coached between 2006 and 2008. But they say now... Oh, they actually... Dude, they're going to release him early. So yeah. like he was in, now he got released early. Yeah. I don't get this. This is what I don't understand. Okay? I don't understand how... Now, I I don't know exactly what he did here, all right? But, like, we've seen other stories in the news where, like, a rapist gets out in five years. How is that possible? How are we not, like, like uh, five years? Like, stuff like that? Like, how does that even happen? Like, I know everybody wants to kind of eye-roll the Me Too movement, right? And sometimes once, you know, Twitter gets a hold of something, it can get a little obnoxious for sure. But I just, when I hear stories like this, it's like, I don't know what to say to women. Like, what do I say to you? Like, I don't know how you're not supposed to feel afraid walking to your car after work and stuff. Like, because honestly, even when we do go after dudes, it's like not even that big of a deal. We let them out. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, yes, and definitely a miscarriage of justice. I don't think that's even debatable here. Um, I think this is extra, what do I want to say, egregious that it, it, this guy's getting out just based on the fact of, like, at the end of the day, this guy's victims were kids. Exactly. I right. mean, like, students, like, people that he had a, a, a point of authority over. He so was put in charge of. I mean, and listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, like, well, this is the worst thing you can do because, obviously, any any sexual assault that we start talking about is pretty goddamn bad there. Yeah, it's all. Um, but you're, you're talking about kids, but I think this goes back to the concept and the, the argument of like this, well, pff, where were these teachers in my, and like, it's not this crime of like using high school students as your sexual pleasure devices. It's just not as outrageous as, as I would like it to be. People just aren't like shocked by it anymore. Now, do you believe there's been an uptick in this? I don't know if an uptick, but there's been more coverage on it for sure. Well, That's what I want to know. Is so was this running as rampant as it seems to be now and we just didn't have social media yeah. and we didn't know? Or is this because honestly the quality of people is going down? No, do you know anybody that hasn't that doesn't have a story like this? I mean, if it wasn't them particularly having sex with their teacher, somebody you knew somebody that was, right? Yeah, you talk to enough people in your circle, they're gonna be like, Yeah, when I was in high school, Tracy kinda had a, like a little, little Jeez, bit of Tracy. a relationship. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying stuff now. But like, yeah, no, you're right. You talk to people and people got stories that it's like, Well, that's pretty close. I think I've 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 kind of come to terms with this recently where like a reason why I think I get so outraged about this and why I'm so upset about this and why I think this is such a bad thing is, you know, I've obviously got my story like this and a teacher that I really looked at as a mentor, somebody I felt like who really had a positive impact on my life. Oh, you saw the other side. Well, not that I in, the, in that moment, I didn't see the other side, but like. This woman was having sex with a student, and everyone knew, dude. You were not everyone. the student. Everyone, I was not the student. This okay. student was a good five years older than me. Okay. Um. So, what isn't even like really friends with him? But like everybody knew it. Like everybody knew it. All the parents knew it. 
I knew it. Wait, all my all friends parents knew, knew it. Yeah, 100% they all knew. 100% they all knew. And nobody did anything. So I think when I look back on it, and I think when I kind well, of like piece weird. that together, I feel like this sense of disappointment, if not in myself, but like some, like I said, well, somebody I looked at as like a true mentor, somebody that had a positive impact in my life was doing something reprehensible. And for us all to kind of turn our heads to it and for us all to ignore it, I almost feel guilty. And I do. I was like 16 at the time. So what was I going to do? But I do. I kind of look at I look at my parents. I look at every other parent that was involved at that time. And I'm like, where were you? Well, no, this is that that's the analogy I was going to make is, you know what that's like? It's like growing up and realizing your parents aren't invincible the way you think they are when you're a kid. Right. They're not perfect people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what that's. I I don't think that it's more common. I think that obviously we have more attention that's put on stuff. But the, the thing is, and it's just I think it's sad. It's not more outrageous. If anything, it's more blase. It's more like, eh, well, it happened. We'll let them out in a year. We'll let them out in 18 months. Yeah, that's to me is disgusting. It's terrible. If you're a parent, you got to be worried about sending your kid to school, right? 100% every day. I got to be worried about everything, but yeah, 100%. I don't even know how you people do that. Like, honestly, like, I, I, it, there's a lot of things that people get upset about in today's world where I'm like, all right, is that big of a deal? But somebody sleeping with your kids is a Pretty big huge deal. deal. An adult sleeping like, with your kids. That one you're allowed to get mad at. <laughs> yeah. That one you're allowed. That's not fake outrage. That's real outrage. And yet you're right. People don't seem to get out, all that outraged about this. It's just me. I mean, it's more common. Well, not more commonplace, but we've talked about it so much at this point. It's like school shootings where it's like, eh, it's barely even a headline. <sighs> Both those things should still be huge headlines. Both those things should still be huge deals. Greta Van Fleet tickets up for grabs next on The Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Now, I like Pearl Jam the band. I do. I like Pearl Jam. Okay, but you just heard, what was that, Jeremy there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always hear people talk about, how, oh, man, music kind of sucks now, man. It was awesome when I was a kid, man. Music kind of sucks now. You mean when Eddie Vedder just for three minutes at the tail end of a song for three minutes went, and then when he sang, it was, like, dude, that's when things were good. He moaned for a while, but give him some credit. He hooted for a while, too. Right. That's when music was awesome. That's when it was. Eddie Vedder's the most overrated singer maybe ever. I like Pearl Jam, and I like the songs, but pretending that guy's a great vocalist is ridiculous. I will say, Pearl Jam kind of ahead of their time with that song right there, well before the school shooting epidemic started, you know what I mean? Ooh. I mean, was that 95, Ooh. 96 Jeremy came out? Well, it was Vitality? off of 10. Oh, was it so, off 10? Yeah, okay. it, was, it was off of 10, so okay. or you're talking early night before Columbine. Right, well before Columbine. That was late 90s. So yeah, like, it was 99, right? A little bit of me, it's like you look back on that song and... What was it about? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, why weren't more of us like, oh, school shooting? That could be a thing. You know, because if you released it after Columbine, people would probably be like, dude, what are you being insensitive? You can't do that. What's the matter with you? Remember that song, Pumped Up Kicks or whatever? They're talking about shooting kids in that song all the time. Oh, yeah, they did talk about that. Yeah, but I don't think people caught on to that. They're saying, outrun my bullets. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, dude. And they're they're playing that top 40. You know people. Yeah, that is true. You know people don't listen. <laughs> Eddie, the song doesn't have to be five minutes, bro. Just make the song three minutes and give me less. <laughs> Jesus Christ, take the pickle out of that dude's mouth and say something. 
Good Christ. What is going on with him? Jesus. It's, I can't take it. I, a I, lot. I, I, yeah. I, I do Cliff tweets in and says, Eddie Vedder just always sounds like he's in pain. I agree. That is what he sounds he's like. He's a moaner. He but, is. but music sucks now. It was, it was good then. Okay. Songwriting's been terrible forever. Okay, yeah, Nick Raiden says, I think 10 came out in around 92. Oh, yeah, geez. he's about right. Yeah, okay. it's about right. I remember hearing I remember hearing part of 10 when I was still in high school, and I remember going, and again, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, God, things are going to be way different. You know, it went from Motley Crue to, like, that sound right. overnight. It right. was, like, overnight that happened. All right. You see a lot of outrage, right? Yeah. It's everywhere. We're addicted to it. We are. And there's a story now. Where Michigan jail officials did something that had people all pissed off. There's a guy who's been convicted of murder. His wife. This was about eight years ago. Now, the family and the state wanted to know where her body is. Where'd you bury the body? And so the family wants closure. It's amazing they got a conviction without the body. From what I know, or maybe from what I'm presented on TV, that's a difficult thing to do. Some, I mean, unless it was a confession or whatever. Law and order seems to yeah. make it seem like that's hard to do. You're right. right. Okay, so they wanted to know, and obviously her family wanted to know, where's this body buried? Le- looking for closure. I can't imagine that. You know, your, your daughter's dead and you can't, you can't bury her? That's got to be awful. So now what Michigan did is, is they made an exchange. They bartered with him. You give us the information we want, and we'll give you something. Now, it's not letting him out of prison. They're not okay. doing that. They're not going that crazy. Okay. They gave him an Xbox. And, of course, now social media lost their minds. And, of course, now there are guys in their car driving on their way to work losing their mind. I got to go to work. I can't afford an Xbox. That guy chopped his wife's head off. Uh, he killed his wife. I don't know how he killed right. her. Right? But he's going to get an Xbox? You can't make it about the jail. You can't make it about the murderer. You can't make it about the jail being too soft and giving in to a criminal. You can't make it about that. What you have to make it about is this young woman's parents who need closure, who need to know where their daughter's body is buried. And if you're them, right, I get why you're mad in your car. But if I go to them today and say, hey, would you trade a $350 Xbox for your daughter's body? The answer is, of course, course. going to be yes. Of course. Um, Are they too close to it to be fair arbitrators of it? I mean, like, because let's let's look at it from like the societal sense of like, okay, we're gonna start cutting prisoners' breaks versus like, okay, the individual sense of yeah, I want to find my daughter's body. Now, both are valid. I, I I'm not I'm not trying to demonize these people, but there is a little bit of like, well, where does where does this line where's this line drawn? Well. I don't know how cl- how cases actually get closed out. I don't know if it's just the conviction and then we can right. close it out or do you, do you need anything? So, like, if the state needs this, I'm for it. Now, again, here, let, let me give you some more details here. It's not solely his Xbox. He kind of has to, like, share it with some of the other prisoners in there, and they will not connect it to the Internet and, 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 they are not allowed to play violent video games on it. So no Call of Duty, none of that kind of stuff. Should they have video games? And, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, isn't that the whole point of prison? Is that like you don't get the comforts of home? You don't get these things? No, but like, you don't, I don't know that it's that you don't get the comforts of home, honestly. I think that it's that you don't get the freedom. And 
right? Like, do you really care? I don't care if prisoners are playing Xbox at all. I don't. You're not allowed to come and go as you please. You're not allowed to live your life the way you want. You're not even allowed to play all the video games, right? Mm. So again, it's just, it's more like a, like stick it into your face again. Like, yeah, we'll give you this thing, but you don't, really what those guys want to play is Call of Duty. Mm. But they're not going to get to. Now, I, 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 I don't. I mean, so you're not okay. I mean, they have televisions. I'm, I'm not necessarily okay with that either. I understand that there's going to be like some stuff where it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with prisoners reading books or doing things like that or like learning something. It's or entertainment. Like, well, I mean, using something, using something that is adding to their lives okay, and so, trying to. So then by that theory, if I understand you correctly, that the only books we should give them then would be like nonfiction. I, I understand why there's going to be restrictions on certain things, too. Like, yeah, I don't want them necessarily being able to read, you know, like, uh, Mein Kampf. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that, like... Not reinforcing the b- negative right, behavior. Right. So, like, okay. I, I, I get that. And no, dude, if it's up to me, am I giving prisoners television in the, the, the comforts of home? No, dude, you're in jail. Wow. Like, I just, you're, you're in jail, man. I worry that if you restrict it that far down... Don't isn't this more about the guards than it is the prisoners, right? Because like you you make that that big of a body of people that like l- like crazy and like you know anxious and you know angst ridden and all that that some of this has probably helped keeping CO officers a little safer, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. And do, are there are there tons of problems within the, the 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 prison system? Sure. And I'm not trying to like negate it and saying that like well you know these people are all terrible and they deserve no second chance or anything like that. But I don't know if giving into their demands is a smart step. I don't I I don't think that's good. Well, it is a little bit like negotiating with the terrorists, I would have to agree, because it's like, well, where do you draw the line? And everybody go, well, right there. But it's like, well, you can't, because you've given in a couple of times. You're right. There, there, there's You're leaving yourself open there. So if I confess to you, okay, so I'm already in jail for life, but hey, I want to confess to these additional crimes that I committed. Do I get something for free now? What are you giving me? Like, I'll do it. Fine. I'll tell you who I raped. I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you all these different things. I'll, t- I'll tell you where the bodies are, whatever. What are you, what are you, what are you giving me? That's a fair point. Right? I didn't think about it. Like, I was making it too much about the victim's family. And I, listen, I understand that like those people matter. Like their closure matters. And you're right. If there's something that the state needs out of this, but even so, dude, giving I don't know a, how they close cases. Giving though. them an Xbox is is one thing. For you to say like, hey, we'll give you special treatment within the prison that already exists. Like you can have more books, or you can have extra cake, or you can have extra something is fine. But an Xbox, yeah. Aren't they always, don't they also have the ability to walk in after they've given it to you, after they have the information, unplug it and yank it out of there and sure, not give it to you? Sure, And then they have the, they have the option to never give it to you. Exactly yeah, I mean, right. sure, but. Greta Van Fleet playing June 2nd. We'll send caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. You're shot at $1,000 right around the corner. There is a request from both inside and outside the building. They want the Eddie Vedder hoo-hoos and her-hers and the Friday audio reel. Not sure we're going to be able to get that, but Captain Tony would like the Eddie Vedder and the Greta Van Fleet mashed together. See what I can do. So by the end of the program, that will happen. And we're going to have to reopen this WWE madness. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We are going to try to smash that audio together of us making fun of uh, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Eddie, the song doesn't have to be five minutes. You could just make a three-minute song and not who in the, in the background for two minutes, and we'll uh, smash that up with the Greta Van Fleet. Everywhere I go now, people keep saying that to me. I just walked down the hallway now, and I'll just hear the sales bullpen yell out, Hey, Mama! I don't know. 
I don't get that. I don't get the Greta Van Fleet thing. We're passing out tickets all week. We, we have been all week. The show's June 2nd. It's going to sell out. They're a big deal. I just personally don't get it. I um, There's another band that has a similar sound that, that comes off more authentic to me. They're called Rival Sons, and they're really, really good. Really good. They're about five albums deep right now, and they're really, really good. And I said this this morning about Greta Van Fleet. That to me, what it is, what that band is, is the audio equivalent of a boy wearing his father's suit. Where you're wearing the right thing to the funeral, but it's not cut right for you. And you just look like you're drowning in it. Like they haven't grown into this sound yet. I don't know if that makes sense for anybody else, but it just, I don't know. Like when I thought of that analogy, I'm like, that's what it is. It's like they're just trying to carry their dad's suit. The March of the Peaceful Army is what the tour is called there, so feel free to eye-roll it all you want to, but dude, the, the, the hottest thing in rock and roll, no question about it. Can't deny it. They are. They're the hottest thing going right now in rock music. Ooh, lady. Ooh, lady. Ooh, lady. Ooh, lady. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and again, you want a band that kind of sounds like that, kind of sounds throwbacky, got a little bluesy, little uh, a little Led Zeppelin influence in it. Check out the Rival Sons, much much better. All right, we talked about this a little earlier this week, and I still <clears throat> don't fully understand what's happening here. So, Fantone, I'm gonna have to lean on your expertise here because okay. you're fully entrenched in this stuff. Okay. But the WWE now saying, "Look, we're going. The Crown Jewel event, it's happening." Now, there. What happened here? They signed a deal to to put on shows for who now? For the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Well, and that's not great. Where this all? Well, dude, I mean, it, it, you know, prior to prior to the past couple of maybe month maybe month probably past couple of weeks here, um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has traditionally been a great ally of America in the Middle East, and uh, this is. Not necessarily. I mean, it's a it's a long term project that WWE signed on for, where they're going to do multiple events from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia um, in conjunction with not just going over there, but in conjunction with the kingdom. So it's not like like these are officially sanctioned events by their government. Okay, so yeah, you were trying. So you were explaining this to me the other day. So this is not necessarily buy tickets, come one, come all. Like they're like hosting. Is this like a private event? Not private. I mean, I think you can buy tickets, but it, when it comes to like. The, the the best way I could put it is in the front rows. It's not like you had fans. You had you had like Saudi Arabian like oil princes down there in oh. in recliners. You Ooh. know what I mean? So, um, but like I said, prior to this whole thing with this journalist that got murdered by by the by the you know the the the, the kingdom there. Um, prior to that, this whole thing kind of made sense where it was like. You know, this country is trying to move itself out of the quote-unquote dark ages. Um, they've got this thing, it's called, I think, Saudi Arabia 2020 or something like that. And they're trying to make more progressive movements to be a little bit more into, like, Western society's values. You know what I mean? Is that right? That's that's something that they've worked on. But this whole dead journalist has thrown the entire thing kind of for a loop right there. And I think it was a 10-year deal the WWE signed with them. Uh, up to $45 million per event, which is Whoa. just ridiculous money, dude. Whoa. I mean, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous money. Um, I hadn't heard that. They WWE is um, they're kind of raking in money right now. They sold SmackDown television rights and Raw's television rights for just huge amounts of money. Um, but dude, we're talking about almost half a billion dollars there over ten years. So any business is like, yeah, dog. I mean, we want to sign in on this. Now Nick writes in and has the question I had for you the other day about this event, which is, do we resurrect the Iron Sheik? Um, probably not, just because I think that probably viewed as kind of like insulting to their culture. Like- 
that's the weird thing, right? Is that this is the one industry right now that can't really go throwback Thursday on you, the WWE, because yeah. so much of their stuff is steeped mm-hmm. in like, should you do that? Um, and I mean, you know, I think you can, I think you can look at things from the perspective of like, yeah, times were different, but to bring out the chic there, mm, probably not. Now, do I see them doing something? I don't know who the great Saudi Arabian athletes are at the time, but like, do I see them doing something like that? Quite possibly. Um, but I, no, I, I, I can't see the sheet coming out and doing the whole shtick. I don't think you'll see the WWE necessarily lean into stereotypes of people's, you know, descent, religion, those kinds of things. Like when I was growing up, Nikolai Volkov, yeah, you hate the big fat Russian dude. And like that was allowed because America didn't, what we didn't, we didn't care about what uh, people outside of this country thought about us in that regard. We'd be like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. We're America. Screw you. We'll kill you. Could, could I see him crapping on? Another type of foreigner, sure, but not not a Middle Easterner. They'll be very conscious of like, yo, we do not want to do this because obviously this is a partnership. Like I said, I mean, half a billion dollars in, 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 well, on the not contract only that, here, but you're there, right? And so you, yeah, you got fifty people in your organization there. So you so you don't necessarily you know want to uh, be WWE in that moment. I guess like you know you know you, you're trying to establish yourself as something different. I guess what's happened now is WWE has announced, like, yo, we're moving forward on this. Now, multiple other companies have removed themselves from this this situation. But at the end of the day, to me, where the line is drawn is, like, is the United States federal government taking a stance against this? It doesn't seem so. So I can't look at WWE to be leading the way Unless, unless, if we're at war with a country and you do this, then you got you're onto something. But like, if, if the powers that be within the government aren't doing anything about it, I can't expect Vince McMahon to. I've seen multiple people via Facebook this morning talking about how um, this is happening, and they are saying they're not going to watch it. I saw somebody say that too, like a big wrestling fan say that. Yeah, too. like the, this guy that I'm talking about. At, now I don't know him personally. We're only Facebook friends, but he talks about wrestling all the time. I know because I think about unfollowing his account every day. Right. And then like today, he 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 just said he's like, look, this is a bad decision, and I won't be watching it. Now I'm not going to knock that decision. That's a decision for every personal, you yeah. know, every person to make for themselves. I'm just not one of those. Like, if I'm entertained by something, I'm going to be entertained by it. I'm not going to just pretend and pick and choose where I'm going to draw this line. Because, again, if you can watch the WWE after a guy dropped from the top of the building and they he died and they didn't stop a pay-per-view, then don't pretend like this organization has not always been trash. It's always been trash. Do you feel like... I mean, and now this is, this is obviously not what's going on here, but, like, doing... Doing business with an enemy of America isn't isn't a line for you. I feel like that uh, somewhere along the line, that's got to be something, right? If you're sending, if you're sending, you know, supplies to terrorists, it's like, nah, dog, I don't want that. I'm not, and I know this isn't what that is. But see, again, that's where I think my line would be. Like going over there and taking somebody's money, no. Taking somebody's money and having that have the potential to hurt our citizens, yes. Is there no chance that... But our government sells weapons to people who end up going sure. to war with us every day. And then, right. At the every end of, day. At the end of the day, this is a lot more complex than, than, than you know, John Cena in, in, in yes. Stone Cold. But That's like, what I'm saying. So, like, does it really matter to anybody if John Cena does, like, the, I don't know, the, the camel clutch? He, he, is, he has announced that he will, not, he will not be a part of that. See, now... He's backing off of that. Again, I, now, I'm, how many guys in the WWE, and women, I suppose, how many of them have that kind of power? Women are... 
are not allowed to be a part of this event, either as valets. They're not allowed out on stage, essentially. Wow. Well, okay. I mean, Saudi Arabia, bro. Now, I, yes, I see. I just completely forgot. I am surprised that there's not more pressure from the United States about the fact that that isn't the reason why you're not allowed to go do it. Now, WWE is doing an all-women's pay-per-view to kind of, like, balance out the scale a hey, little bit like there. Women too. Um, but, I mean, like, but if, if, if someone offers you $45 million and just says, hey, no broads on the show... Are you saying no to that? No, of course you're not. Of course, I mean, you know, from a, from from that perspective of like, okay, yeah, sure, bro, whatever. Nah, I mean, it's a business, and they they have the responsibility to what I always say about business. What do I always say about it? Vince McMahon is not in the wrestling business. He is not in the entertainment business. He is in the money making business, and wrestling is how he makes that money. And so. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I don't love it. I don't think it's the best thing in the world, but I also don't care about it. So go over there and make your money. Yeah, if there were government sanctions against the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, I would have a real problem with it. But until that happens, I can't look at WWE or McDonald's or Coke or whoever to be the one who leads the way on that. Now, if your company decides to, good for you. I'll give you some bonus points there. But end of the day... I can't expect I can't expect John Cena to set the tone. My dad went to Saudi Arabia when I was a kid. He did a whole like Middle Eastern tour, you know. Right. He went to like the Holy Land. He did like, but he saw like all you know. He saw a bunch of countries over there. Wow. And the entire time he was over there, I mean, he went to Israel. He went to Saudi Arabia. He went, you know, he was in Iraq for a while. He went to a bunch of different places. And honestly, the entire time he was over there, my mom was just on pins and needles. Like she, you could just see it. She was just a, like, I was just a kid. So like, I didn't really understand the gravity of it. And so like my mom just every day just was like pacing back in the house. You know, he was going to, you know, spread the word and kind of like, you know, be a missionary and that whole thing. And she was just terrified he was going to be beheaded at every moment. And I mean, I don't mean to make light of what's happening now with that journalist or whatever, but my mom was, she was terrified of that. But I, again, I, I think the WWE is a trash organization. It's a low rent white trash organization. It's always been that they didn't stop a pay-per-view when a guy died. So I don't expect. Vince McMahon to turn down $45 million for entertaining an oil prince either. More Stansberry Show after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword BILLS. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Run Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. All right. I'm so ready for this week to be over. What's the matter, buddy? I had a pretty good week. Yeah. Job went well. Everything's fine. But I guess now an 11th bomb has been sent. Now they address it to uh, Corey Booker. And I guess James Clapper. Um, Now they were intercepted. Now I saw this meme. Fans, don't see if you can Google something for me. I saw a meme being passed around the internet this morning that said, no mail is delivered to a former president's house. So the story that you're hearing that bombs were actually sent to the residences of the Clintons and the Obamas would be false because we don't deliver mail there that it gets. Now, I thought I had heard that these had been intercepted through mail facilities is what I thought. Some of them have, I believe. Okay, so I don't know how all that works. I don't know if former presidents get mail, if they don't get mail. I don't know. I don't know who's doing this. I think we may be at copycat status that people are now like, oh, this is the hot story of the day. So I'm just let, let me pick off, you know, pick up where some people left off. Now, maybe that's not true. I don't know that. 
I'm just suspicious that we've reached now critical mass of this, that I, we know how copycatting works. I mean, people aren't opposed to doing this kind of stuff. So I worry that there's some of that happening here. Oh, for sure. There's a possibility of it. Sure. At this point, I mean, you're, you're 72 hours later. Yesterday, I kind of pushed back on that because I was like, well, dude, but I mean, yeah, now you've had a little bit of time for something to happen. Um, I do not know how true this is. This is coming from the Bloomberg uh, website here. Okay. Um, mail sent to former presidents isn't just dropped off at their houses. Um, all the mail goes through screening. And the Secret Service announced October 24th that it has uncovered suspicious packages mailed to the homes of former President Bill Clinton, Secretary of State, and President Barack Obama attempted to deliver. So not delivered to the homes, but mailed to them and were then intercepted before we got there. If I'm, re- if I'm hearing what you said correctly. That's what is being presented to me here. Okay. So, a lot going on here. And I don't know who's guilty, but whoever is guilty, this is what I'll say. Congratulations, you just lost the midterms. No matter who you think you are, if it ends up being a crazy Trump supporter, and that's my inkling here, if I'm being honest, that's my inkling, if that ends up being it, congratulations, you're going to get your blue wave. Now, if it ends up being what other people are telling me it might be, which is a, a you know a, a extreme leftist trying to drum up support for that side, congratulations, you're going to lose the midterms. Guys, you gotta you gotta get back to being adults. I, I, I hope that I hope that's not true, but I, I guess I can I can I can see where you're coming from with that. It, no matter who it is, at the end of the day, I believe that it's a crazy person. It's not anybody. It's not. It's not the powers that be of the of the Democrats. It's not the powers that be of the Republican Party. So no orchestration here. Just as somebody who's going rogue. Somebody crazy. Yeah. Somebody. And that that happens, dude. If you don't For think sure insanity does. happens in this world, and I genuinely yesterday, I mean, like it kind of bummed me out. Like genuinely, kind of made me sad that like. An assassination attempt on two former presidents, a a, 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 a an A list movie star, and we A lister. Robert De Niro is an A lister, and we automatically go to this is the powers that be. We don't go to hey, this is a crazy individual. We don't go this is hey, this is a an outside you know foreign Soros. government. But yeah, we go automatically to it's the other side. Not like not one person on the other side, but there's this big scheme from the other side, and it's like God, dude, we have we genuinely have lost our way as people. Like, when did gen- that? When did that shift? I, I think it was a long time ago, and I think you can point to a lot of different steps along the way. I think you can. I think you can really start things with Newt Gingrich, but I think you can point to a lot of different people who have pushed the ball down that field. And I don't think that Newt's this, a good one. I don't think that, because this division wasn't created by Trump. It wasn't created by Obama, but they both had a hand in furthering it. The division is what delivered you, Trump. Trump, one hundred percent. Is that that's what 100%. I think? Is that the division was there, and that's what brought you, Trump? Yeah, and I mean, for people to, and you're always going to have these crackpot theories of like, oh, what. And, you know, when you're afraid, you're going to go to the worst case scenario and stuff like that. But so many people just treated this as so like eh, whatever or treated it as, boy, the other side's out to get us again. It's the libtards. It's it's the conservatives. See, and it's like I felt like the, I, I felt like the first thing you said was more true from what I saw is that it felt very stick your head in the sand. Not that big of a deal. Oh, they're overblowing it. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Essentially what's happening here is an assassination attempt on two former presidential houses, right? And then we had to evacuate an entire news building in New York. Now, again, I said this yesterday and people got kind of mad at me, but there's truth in what I'm about to say. Notice it wasn't Fox News. Where'd that happen at? CNN. Now, who is CNN? They're the ones that are always in the crosshair at the center of the fake news thing. 
He, when we say fake news, when I say fake news, what's the first organization you think of? CNN. No, I don't know who's more guilty for that. I don't know if the president has said it so many times that people just believe it, or CNN's been so bad at their jobs for the last 20 years that it's easy to see them being that. Right? I don't know who's more wrong there. But all I know is a guy constantly says, yeah, these guys are no good. These guys are no good. These guys are no good. And then that's the building we have to evacuate? I don't think it's crazy then to like lend itself to, well, maybe that's how this happened. Now, Chuck Todd from, uh, God, is it Face the Nation he does on Sunday mornings? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll meet the press. I'm sorry. Meet the press. That's why I was going to say, I know I'm not right on that, right? TP. Yeah, meet the press. Great show, right? He thinks, now he's going back to Russians here. His thing is, the Russians could be behind this. Now, I know what conservatives are going to say. When you don't have the answer, just blame Russia. It's the easy answer. I don't know if it's them. I don't, I, I, I don't buy into that. I think this is a rogue person who, and I think Fantone's right here. I think this is a little craziness and a little ideology, and you mix those two things together, and bananas can happen. Yeah, I mean, especially once we start talking about something political and the hot nature of all that. I mean, like, dude, there's crazy people that listen to us and think that we're talking to them specifically. So I can only imagine if you've got that insanity in your head and then Trump or, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, President Trump's the up president. there. Right. right. I, you know, you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do and I'm supporting him. But, like, I, I, I see that as being a much more reasonable. And until Chuck Todd, until you show me some evidence of that, until you show me somebody other than Chuck Todd being like, hmm, maybe this is what it is, I don't buy that. Either I don't buy that either. No, I, I agree with you. And we got to be a little bit more careful. And I don't mean me and you. I, I I mean just society in general. And definitely the news needs to be a little bit more careful about. Well, what I mean, and if and what, and it's like, no, 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 dude, give me the fact. I, I know we just you know said like, well, a lot of people feel like they have their heads in it. But I agree with you, man. I can't wait for the weekend so I can just not. I don't. I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a part of it. Well, honestly, what what? It's not that I don't want to discuss it on the program and why I want to get away with it. It's honestly, man. It's it's a scary. It's a little terrifying. And what's terrifying to me is not the fact that stuff gets through the mail. Welcome to, I mean, welcome to that. Right. But what's terrifying is, is that is, is our complacency with what's happened is terrifying to me because like, wait, what? We evacuated a news building, two former presidents of houses, an A-list actor, George Soros. Now Cory Booker. Now Joe Biden, like all this stuff, and we're just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, the war on Christmas, I mean, just let's get through Halloween first before we start handling the candy canes. But like, this isn't a big deal. I don't know. It's just very, very strange to me. We'll close out the program. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? The quarterback was still a runner and therefore is allowed to be hit in the head. So here goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. You know, the Confederates were able to shoot pterodactyls. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. Wow. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker. To turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple slots. You gonna die doing this? Yeah, I'm a fool. Oatmeal mouse like you didn't milk. 
open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? Bam! All upside his head. Just slap the back or make you slap somebody. My 14 year old drink wine. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that, and I'm gonna talk to you like that. Hey, mama! Hey, baby! Hey, girl! Hey, mama! Hey, girl! <laughs> hey, lady! Who says that? Who talks like that? Who says, hey, mama? Nobody is who talks like that. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show here on Rock 106.9. All right, I got a theory. Okay. Hear me out. All right. Serial bombing suspect, right? Okay. I know who it is. Stansbury getting to the bottom of the case already. No, obviously I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm I, glad I, you preface that. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm pretty smart. Okay. Reasonably intelligent. All right. I can connect dots very well, and I'm not joking. I think it's Alex Jones. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Alex Jones. Just based on? Well, the libtards took a show from him. Okay. Right? right? All right. And so now he's going to, he's exacting his revenge. The dude's nuts. The guy actually wore a tinfoil hat on his show once. The guy's nuts. Yeah, he is. He's imbalanced, right? And now you took his livelihood away from him, the thing he cares about more than anything, the show. He's not allowed to be on the the platforms anymore. You mean to tell me, dude, that a guy that we know is crazy couldn't be pushed to do something like this over something like that? Alex Jones is insane. I don't know if I'm going to put it, the blame on him yet, but I will put the blame on someone like him. I, 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 if it was an Alex Jones viewer, would I be surprised? I would not. Well, Alex Jones' biggest viewer is Alex Jones, and so like I feel like it's Alex Jones. He was at he was at some Trump rally with Ted Cruz, and this reporter was like, "The first thing I walk up on on the scene of this rally is Alex Jones literally screaming at a pile of crap." And there's video of him. There's like horse poop from like one of the you know one of the cops' horses, and he's screaming at it like, "You'll never take it away from us! I'm coming at you, pissed off American blood!" It's hilarious, dude. I mean, it's really funny. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that video out. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I don't. I didn't. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Scream, yeah. Screaming at a, a pile of horse poop. Yeah. Maybe that's what got you taking <laughs> off of YouTube, dude. Maybe that kind of decision making. All right. It's war week. Obviously, big Indeed. game is tomorrow. Uh, obviously, McKinley and Maslin going at it two o'clock in the afternoon. I have my tickets here. Again, I'll just tell you exactly where I am. Section uh, 9, row D, seats 31, 32 there. I'll be in one of the end zones. Uh, and, and I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going neutral tomorrow because the, those of you that listen to the program a lot, you know, I'm a Lake Blue Streak fan. <laughs> you know that. It's been a well-established well established. It's been this thing that's happened since today. That, that, <laughs> duh, that You should know that, right? But uh, but I am I'm a blue streak fan so so I'm going I'm going uh, I'm going neutral tomorrow but I'll have I'll have the Facebook live going okay because I just know that I'm gonna catch fifty year old dudes doing things for a high school event that it's like bruh you might want to rethink that, that one you might want to rethink that one so that's why I'm telling you exactly where I'm sitting because if you do something stupid I'm telling the whole county about it now I guess I just have to watch and make sure I don't do something stupid. <laughs> 
Your shot at $1,000 shortly after 10. Shannon's going to get you hooked up with that. Aside from that, podcast will be up shortly at WRQK.com as well. You guys have a great weekend. Be safe tomorrow. We'll talk to you again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great weekend. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.